afraid of grafters. Jackie, no! Ding, ding. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, um, extremely excited to be here. <laughs> I am, I honestly am. Yeah, yeah. So, where the hell does it all come from, food-wise? Because, obviously, it was the band stuff. There was a mild uh, time in the bar scene. But then, suddenly, you are the food guy. I'm the food guy. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's a good question. So, I remember the day that uh, me and the guys from Brawlers had a meeting about not being a band anymore and it was in Milo the bar that I was running post uh, post uh, what's the word you know like we we changed Milo around oh, and yeah, we did yeah, a big yeah, refurb yeah, yeah. Um, what was it called then it was that's a, it turned into that spot that like you didn't know what it was called because it didn't have a sign out front it did, yeah. It got. It, it was mysterious. The neighborhood. It was called the neighbor. Was it the neighborhood bar? Something well, like I think. I, I wonder if maybe I, it could have still maybe been been Milo. To be honest, even okay. though we we did literally take the sign down. <laughs> maybe we should have not done that. Um, but I, yeah, I do remember. Um, we we sat around and we talked about not not doing brawlers anymore in Milo, which was the bar that I was running. Um, and I, I think within seven days of that happening, my my grandma, who, for all intents and purposes, sort of raised me, um, got really ill, and and I thought, okay, right, well, this might be a good opportunity to maybe move to Liverpool, which is where I'm from and where she was living. I'm really picking up that Scouse accent. Oh yeah, <laughs> me. I'm, yeah, I'm as Scouse as they come, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, Aintree through and through. Um, so I thought, okay, right, well, she's really important to me. I'll go move back to Liverpool. Brawlers wasn't happening. Milo was uh, was sort of fizzling out, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. And I thought, okay, cool. So um, I rang my mate Luis, Luis Michel, and I said, hey, I, I knew that he was a chef in Liverpool, and I said, please, can you help me? maybe find a, a, a job and he said yep sure of course and then 24 hours later I was like right okay so there's all these bars looking for bar managers blah 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 but he said but you ha I've noticed that you've become more and more in tune with cooking and he, and he is a an unbelievable chef he, he's a you know he's got like his own fucking Wikipedia page okay like, are, we, are we okay to swear fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Right, so he's a, he's a bit... Right, so I'm going to do both <laughs> of those things. And and, he, and he's opened up a series of Mexican restaurants in London in the late 90s, early 2000s that were incredibly successful. And, and it's just circumstantial that he's a, a really good friend of mine. Luis Michel, he opened like... Well, now it's not... It's escaping me now. But he opened a few great Mexican... Okay. He was sort of like part of this like late 90s early 2000s wave of like Mexican restaurants being cool again. is that where they all came from <laughs> El Camino is the most famous one so okay. if you look up El Camino it's a, a great Mexican boozer in, in London and uh, he was in Liverpool and he said look why don't you just Lucha Libre yeah absolutely right so you know so you, you're doing the you're doing the Reese that's what we got the producer for I love that, that you I love that no that's what's that. needed Coley on a producer tip love that yeah 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 so yeah. anyway he said you've been 
at this point I'd, I'd started doing Taco Tuesdays on my own just out of the love of it when I was Milo's sorry out of Milo's yeah and ever since I've, I'd spent some time in Mexico touring I'd really fallen in love with the food and it it really had an impact on me and um, he said why don't I just get you a job learning to be a chef now there was sort of like 50% of me was like I'm 29 and there's that sort of I, I now realise yeah, yeah, total yeah. bullshit yes. but you have that like oh I'm, is it too late to change yeah. direction but total bullshit yeah I, I now beca- know. I became a barman at 40 so far. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking Went from bullshit. the office world to that shit, yeah. You should just do what's in your heart without exactly. sounding completely cheesy. Um, so, I, okay, cool. Anyway, fast forward. I moved to Liverpool to look after my grandma. And I was working in a in a a, a two-rosette restaurant in the Wirral. And um, I'd gone from being the front man of a band that maybe 3,000 people ever had heard of but that was enough for me to think that I was the, you got they had the some fucking shit. traction though we did down. some stuff we, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not negating any enough, of the yeah. of the things that we achieved I've been in some small ass bands and you weren't in a small we ass we were band. in a sort of medium band and, yeah, um, yeah yeah that's cool and I'd gone <laughs> so I'd gone from like I know I'm the best thing ever <laughs> yeah because I've commandeered 4,000 people a night for a week or whatever like okay. thinking I'm the big shit and uh, and anyway and then I walked into this this kitchen and had a had chef just call me a fucking cunt for six months literally nothing I could have done I mean like a fall, a fall from grace and I, and you know what dude at the time I was like fuck just even fucking I've been I've done this. I've been here. You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like because I'm a prick. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, you don't know anything. And then after the six months, I was just like, okay, I get it now because I am fuck all and like I have so much to learn. And yeah. And thankfully, I was passionate about the craft, so I stuck with it. Six months later, I'm a Rosette French, but thank you so much. Thanks for that. There you go. Colin. What's this? Uh, this is Strawberry Stars from Vault City. It is the third birthday, or third birthday beer. Yeah, sorry, it's weird phrasing, but yeah. Third birthday beer. So one of their be- uh, beers, Strawberry Skies, they've kind of judged it up. They've put gold flakes in it. It smells amazing. It, it smells m- fucking great. Oh, that's just pop. Mm. Well, you know, my... my, my, my I know My issue well. with some of these beers, mm. as I know you know, Steve, yes, is that they say that they're a fermented green mushroom and tarragon saison or whatever that Which any of those is. Which we can get into shortly with the natty wine. Well, it never fucking tastes of the things that it yes. says. Yeah, yeah. But this just tastes like strawberry ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like completely happy about it. it there's a real tang to it that like you don't get in a lot of the sours. That's great. Yeah. And, and, and I, again, I know you know this. I'm not into this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, these sort of beers get me drunk quickly well, it's and a nine, sleepy drunk. It's a 9.5%er, but it's just, it's a little oh, as long as it's only 9.5%. It's a little wet. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> it's only, as it's, long as it's just wetting one's it's, whistle. It's, it's sub 10%. You, you're, not, you're not ducking into the double figures there. <laughs> Se- yeah, no, season no six of this podcast will be people drinking 912% 
Basically, just going blind. If you, if you can see by the end of the show, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Mainlining 66% fucking dark dub dippers or whatever. There sure. was that What's the Move episode where you were drinking some questionably strong rubbing, oh, was there? rubbing spirits. Oh, yeah. So we went to my friend's uh, dis- dis- just distillery. Yeah, yeah. Just, just not far from here at all. Hmm. And he was um, my friend Sam. Was it gin? Well, I think that the rhetoric was that it was everything. Okay. And uh, and it was, it was yeah, that was wild because we were, I, I, I don't know anything about booze. I, I'm sort of mediumly good at drinking it, but I don't know anything about how it's made and yeah. I don't totally know. Same. Right. And I'm just sort of an open book. So, and we went to, we went to Sam's distillery in his house. And I remember, yeah, he was, there was a point where he was like, this is the bit of the booze before it tastes like alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a wank, (laughs) again, I'm a wank, I'm like braggadacious in nature. Anyone that we know is going to be doing it. I'm a smash that shit. And it was literally like, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's the same as m- maybe me just running as fast as I can into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That yeah, sounds like it was, it was gnarly. It was but gnarly. Anyway, no, so but t- we're back to to finish that story. Yeah, I moved to Liverpool. I looked after my grandma. I learned how to be a chef. Okay. And I remember that I was getting the the train back to back to my house after a shift in Liverpool, and I got a message. Uh, I got a phone call. Sorry, from Cy Ord, who famously owns Smokestack oh, okay. in Leeds, and and and, and oh, is one of the owners. Of, or? Is what? Sorry, does he like own the building or something? So he is Smokestack. He also owns Ilkley Brewery. He also owns okay. like he's a guy in, around Leeds who owns some stuff, right? <laughs> and he's he's been around for a long time. He's a good guy. And then he said, "Look, I'm opening a Mexican restaurant, but we don't have a chef. Do you want to work for me?" And I was like, "Let me just get back to you in five minutes." And I, I, I distinctly remember putting the phone down. I was in the train station in Bootle. And I remember ringing him back up and being like, how about instead of you pay me to be your chef, how about I pay you to rent the kitchen and I can do my own menu? Okay. And it wasn't a financially, uh, it was, it, the idea wasn't because I thought I would be better off for it. I just thought I've just spent six months getting my ass kicked in this amazing restaurant like I guess I just thought maybe I could put my own okay. I could put these things that I've learned that's ballsy I mean I, I no, rarely was, no, no, I no, no. am but, but maybe it, in if, that instance I was if it yeah. was me there's no way that I'd have stepped out from my first kitchen foray into like what would be another city and then yeah, yeah I, I mean I, I know I, what you're I, saying I, I, I would me personally I would go the safety route um, I think yeah it's, it's I mean it, and it it's indicative of what you've done since the very like just I want to do this and make this happen um, I but, think that but carry on yeah, no, I think that whether it's music or food which are my two main passions I feel like for better or worse there's something in me that is like you didn't work this hard to just listen to someone else okay 
and and that's really easily misinterpreted as like there's an arrogance Being that people prick. could pick up on. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying it's I'm the, the best fucking chef. the difference between arrogance and seeing an opportunity that you know you can actually right, flourish. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and for me, especially with with regards to this opportunity that I was being given, sort of, I thought, well, okay, there aren't any good Mexican restaurants in, in, in Leeds. This is at the time. This is pre-Lupe's. This is pre-Neon Cactus getting its shit together. I'm like, okay, maybe I can actually do something here because I am an experienced French Mediterranean chef, Rosette standard, who's who's circumstantially my best friend uh, is a Mexican bloke, and the third aspect of this trifecta is that I've spent some time in Mexico because of music. I've been so lucky to, to travel all over the world because of music with music and I've so there's this like I know I love Mexican food because I've been there my best friend is Mexican chef and I've just finished six months of getting my ass kicked <laughs> you know being taught the rudimentary all encompassing French ways right which is the like yeah, the yeah. nucleus of all cooking um, so I was like well I that like, I kind of just thought I think I could probably write a better menu than whatever you're going to tell me to cook to be honest as well like, just being blunt yeah and it almost feels like going into what you would have been going into would have been a very it, it sounds condescending to say a step down but it it would have it, felt it, a bit like yeah come on like I know more about I'm used food, to it, you? like you'd be pissed off that they wouldn't be kicking your ass right there'd be no ass kicking involved there'd be no yeah it's yeah yeah I get you absolutely Absolutely, you put it better than I could have done. So yeah, that. And so I just was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do six months. And that was the beginning. Okay. So I mean, I guess Taco Tuesday is carried over though, isn't it? <laughs> it was right there at the beginning and then it was just this thing that was... Now it's a thing, yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of... It feels like there have been these recurring... Um, whatever it'll be, just things, brackets of... Like the sort of the Wings Wednesday that you coined, and um, that you'll just kind of come back to occasionally and just re reintroduce into the fold for like whatever you're doing at that time. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just that's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. You should say that because for me, um, I'm just always worried that things are going to get stagnant and things are going to get boring and things are going to get predictable and. Uh, you know, in no way, shape, or form did I invent Wings Wednesday or Taco Tuesday. Of no, course no, no, not. No. But, but to the, my the knowledge, that that these things you. weren't going on. You know, when I decided to introduce them, um, and I can already hear a few people rolling their eyes at that statement. But I, I, it is, yeah. No, but you know, it is, is true. Right. No, but it's like, how many bars across the world are doing a Whiskey Wednesday? But if you're in Leeds and you say Whiskey Wednesday... You fucking know it's Santiago's. Basically. You so, know it's Santiago's. And if I say, you know, there's a, if, if last summer we were talking Wings Wednesday, no one's saying anything other you than know, Holy Mountain. You know. It's like it's Harry. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, Taco Tuesday. And it's not it's, like one feels no, like no, no, one is owed anything from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's really cool to see now how many people are doing tacos because, dude, completely for real, me doing tacos came more from me just wanting to be living in a city that provided them 
Okay. Uh, than it did trying to rip off something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this, I love them, and I've ex I've been in Mexico, I've cooked in Mexico, right. blah, Quick, blah, blah. Just quickly. Of course. I'm going to put a pin in this whole story just to kind of segue into. Mm. Have you felt any of the... It's a bullshit conversation, but... The, They're the best ones. I know, but cultural appropriation, there I said it, but... Middle class. Well, I'm, I'm, Do I'm, I feel that way? You sound like a middle class white guy. You, I d absolutely am. You absolutely yeah, am. Me yeah, too. Yeah. We are. That's why I can smell my yeah, own. Linkage are through and through. South Wales. Here we go. Nice. Um, but yeah. So I mean, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with Mexican cuisine? And then you're segueing into like uh, the Oriental cuisine. And what was it a case of like, why the fuck would I not do this? Because I, 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 to be honest, I can't think of a reason why a white guy wouldn't do fusion in any respect. It's like, it's food, it's all food. If you've got awareness of it and you want to bring it to the public, you know, dive the fuck in, get in the mix, it's all good. But there are conversations out there that say if you're kind of going that route and using these nationalities, then there is potentially a level of exploitation. As I say, I've never personally felt it. Did you, going into these ventures, the Mexican side and the, uh, the ramen side, was that any level of awareness that you had and second to that, like, did you actually get any kickbacks? I, I didn't see any. I, I've literally not seen any of that level of kickback in the UK, I don't think, uh, with regards to cuisine. My understanding is that we, as British people, get maybe a pass out of sorts. My understanding is that in America, this is a bigger deal. But um, okay. I think the problem is using culture to make money and yes. and i had a conversation with someone who i had a conversation with someone recently who said hey um my friend saw the holy ramen logo that's online and still is and it says holy ramen and in the background is a an old samo hung R.I.P. recently, uh, kung fu movie behind, and and that this person, and his job is to interact with people from all cultures around the world all the time. And he said that this one person had said, because he'd helped me with this logo, um, that he took offence that Holy Ramen, the logo was the, the image behind the logo was this old Sammo Hung kung fu movie, and that. It, it, um, totally fairly let, let me finish just I one it, second I get it yeah totally fairly he sort of saw it as in I don't know how to describe it but you know that sort of like cosplay I don't know what that is uh, you're sort of just dressing up to be a thing right and it's yeah. sort of like it's like we're doing ramen so Mr we're, and we're Mrs gonna, Smith we're gonna from Burley we're, we're gonna grab like a, a right and we're yeah, gonna do this poster and we're gonna do, uh, and we're gonna do a font yeah. and we're gonna do a thing and we're oh, gonna do a Jesus, and, and yeah. all we're trying to do is we're trying to essentially I hate this word but we're gonna try to dupe white English people into thinking that there is a authenticness to what we're doing by appropriating a look and a and a wording and a uh, typography even um, shot absolutely the problem is and I am going to go back to my original point but <laughs> but, but one should feel 
confident enough in what one cooks, regardless of the origins of yes. that food. Yes. So what's happening there is, you know, John Smith from Burley has opened a Chinese restaurant, and what he wants to do is make money. And in order to do so, he uses that Chinese, sorry for saying it, typography, to make people, customers, think that there is an authenticism, authenticness to what they're doing. But for me, which is why I can sleep well at night, I fucking will go toe to toe with anyone in Leeds with their Kung Fu film knowledge. It, it, it has <clears throat> nothing to do with anything. I like when I opened Holy Ramen, I was like, okay, right. What do I love? I love cooking this food. I really love hip hop and I really love Kung Fu movies. The fact that Kung, Kung Fu movies and ramen in such a general, completely stupid way, ever so slightly, we're talking yeah. about Asia. It's yeah. like the yeah. fucking biggest culture. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's circumstantial that I love Kung Fu movies yes. and that ramen is from, exactly. essentially yeah, from yeah, Japan. Yeah. But it just, but it actually but all of the best kung fu movies are it's made. It's one in of those China. things where, but, like, so it's two different countries. Yeah, you so could go fuck yourself. You could basically. get like ten people that would set up a ramen business, and they may well all go for the same aesthetic. But like, the intent, the the actual individuals within the business, if they actually have a connection to that, if like, if you walked up to the business and said, "What's that poster behind you?" Oh, that film is fucking banging. If you love kung fu, you got to check this out. Yeah, like, right. These other films, this, that, and the other. It's like any aspect of the, the aesthetic of the, the business you can actually connect to. You've actually got a genuine, authentic connection to it. It isn't just like an aesthetic you've pinned up there because, oh, it's, it's this It cuisine. reminds people of. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, exactly. You've actually got that genuine connection to it. So it's, yeah, I, I entirely get how somebody seeing that poster there could trigger something, but sure. it, what it should trigger authentically would be the conversation that says that poster doesn't feel right for me and then you step up and you kind of actually have the human moment where they kind of interact with you and you interact with them there's an explanation of sorts exactly yeah yeah rather than it just being a one-sided like non-human just judgment of i see this i assume this this is correct it's no it's Absolutely. i see this i'm assuming this i'm going to ask them the question oh it turns out they actually are authentically into this thing it's like it's just you know, it's seeing the the kid with the uh, the Rolling Stones T-shirt. It's all oh, name name three songs. Then you know, it's all that bullshit that we. Yeah. It's just yeah. meme tastic now, but just being a prick. Just being a prick. I mean, R. what R. I will wants. say is this: is that um, Holy Ram was open for a year, and I got, I think, and I, I again, I don't. Want, this is not a braggadocious statement, but <laughs> but I think I got between one and three compliments from. Japanese and Chinese people who'd come to eat ramen in a city that they felt like didn't totally represent what what, what their taste was. Yeah, that were great. So that's between one and three a week for the year. So that's what like somewhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty compliments a year. And one fucking white idiot blogger. So they actually put the spotlight on you. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, 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 uh, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, ironically, I, it was after, after we closed. Oh, okay. And also, <laughs> forgive me for just sort of, I, I'm not changing, I, I promise I'm not changing the subject. The problem really is, is that like, at what point do you, 
Um, at what point do you take all of that stuff that we're talking about, all of this sort of cultural appropriation, all of this sort of like, all of the background of what we're talking about, at what point do you put that to one side? I'm not saying put it in the bin, I'm not saying no, elevate yeah. it, I'm just yeah. saying put it to one side and you say, here is a chap who is just trying to make a living. He's, I, I, I'm not McDonald's, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not yeah. funded secretly by yeah, yeah. millionaires. I'm just a chap who has two mates and we're just trying to make a living. So yeah. there has to be a point where, you know, you, uh, virtue signaling. Ah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, Especially for after me, the is the problem. fucking closed. Oh, dude. What are you fucking doing if it's like just flying the flag on some shit after, after the event? Dumb. Yeah. Virtue signaling, for me, is in, in this country, is more of a problem than than appropriation it's yes. sort of yes 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 it's sort of saying right okay so right okay let me have a little think what am I angry about today? right oh that fucking guy's got more Instagram followers than me <laughs> what's he doing that I don't like oh uh, I did a an event over lockdown and it was called the Chinese takeaway from hell <laughs> and m my idea was that like I'm going to do a Chinese takeaway but I'm going to put my own spin on it because I hope and I'm going to keep trying for the rest of my life to sort of uh, create this like um, I want people to be like oh that's that's really holy mountain-y do you know what I mean like I yes. want to put my own yeah, stamp yeah. on stuff um, so it was like Chinese food but like instead of Hoisin, hoisin chicken it was hoisin venison maybe you know and I like trying to just like switch it up in my own way yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to fucking appease anyone I'm just doing my own thing I'm cooking food how I want to cook it um, and it was called the Chinese takeaway from hell and we did one and it sold out and it was great it was really really popular and it was a, a real good time and then I on the back of the first one being so popular did this Chinese takeaway from, from hell too and oh my God, I added Korean barbecue chicken. Now, what I'm going to say uh, 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 as seventy-six thousand listeners, you just you just gasped. said some shit, and I was just like, "Where's the controversy?" Well, it's time to drop knowledge. Like, how many fucking Chinese takeaways have you been to that sell omelets and chips because they need to and they understand? their demographic and they understand business yes. and like you can't just do fucking chicken feet and tendons like <laughs> there has to be a point where you all again you do those you goes, do them yeah 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 but just it goes do some back chips to as well culture is your operating system certain different different places have different ways and yeah i would say the chinese 90% of all chinese takeaways in this country do omelette which is a French thing, but is then in, 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 in turn a European thing. I mean that, I know literally we're not part of, part of Europe, but you know, in, in, yeah. culinarily, yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah. culinarily speaking, England is part of Europe in, in terms of regionality, the his, yeah. regionality and historically how one cooks and how the way one cooks comparatively to other continents. So. It gets a little complicated, but not that complicated. All I'm saying is, so fucking John Smith and his grandma from fucking Shanghai could open a Chinese takeaway and do omelets and chips, as well as all the beautiful regional cuisine that that's in their family. But I can't just like 
do a Korean chicken, and but it's under the moniker of a Chinese. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Like it, there, there has to be a point where you draw a line and just yes. say it's a guy who's passionate about the cuisine, and is. F- I'm like a good fucking chef, dude. Like let's draw I a line know what through I'm that doing. Then. Yeah, sorry. And let's, sure. <laughs> and let's bring it into right. So we did the holy mountain. Mm-hmm. You segued into the ramen world. And then, as I say, COVID landed, and mm. basically, what the fuck happened from there? Oh, it was one of those. It was as as cut and dry as like, if you own a burger company, then you can put a, you can cook a burger and put it in a box and send it to someone in Beeston. That's great. But like, if you make ramen and put it in a box and send it to Beeston, by the time that they get it, it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. It's gonna look something out of a John Carpenter movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just didn't work. It just okay. didn't work, and there wasn't a lot of support there. That's a whole other conversation. So it just it it just it had to, yeah it just had to finish. But then COVID and everything happened for you. There was just a world of different just ideas that were constantly firing from you essentially running your business from your Instagram uh, account yeah and dropping right this is going to be this is going to be this this week's concept or this month's concept so as I said it was the Wings Wednesday it was you're running uh, was it a collection from the city centre yeah 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 so I mean I guess that's just not having to deal with the hassle of takeaway and just keeping it I fucking loved it for the sake of just how DIY it was. It was, you know, we're... we're well, that's the re- that reason why we know each other. Is exactly. Because we di- come from that the, DIY... The DIY punk shit is nature. just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like just... It's one of those things where if you've come from that world, it feels like that will always be a part of everything how you, you do. you conduct yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just... It will always find its way into whatever you do, however kind of quote marks big you get. But... It entirely smacked of the DIY approach of just putting it out there. I'm cooking a bunch of wings. If you want to come and collect it, bang me That's an order. Cool. And that basically was, that feels like it was the thesis for your past kind of everything. 18 months. Everything everything prior, but it really seemed to coalesce with the, with the COVID. And it was, I mean, as I said at the beginning, you, it, I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke with just talking on you as like the grafter that seeing how you operated over lockdown it spoke to who you were as a person but it was you know I'm not giving up I'm not going to stop doing this thing I'm going to try that then I'm going to try that then I'm going to try that but it all to the end of the day is all about bringing money in so I can keep on doing what I'm doing yeah dude when I had Holy Ramen I, I gave all of my best mates jobs and we set up shop and I made more money than I've ever made in my life. And we ate out all the time and we drank and we snorted drugs all <laughs> of the time. And we were the kind of like little rascals of the Assembly Underground, which is the complex in which we were part of. Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking great. I did acid for the first time in that basement. <laughs> we did all this great stuff. And and uh, and it afforded me this lifestyle that I, I really started to get used to. Um, and then when everything went to shit, it was like the moment where I'd moved from being the front man of a band that was semi-successful to being the bottom of the ladder in this kitchen in, in, in Liverpool. It was a real, like, fuck you. Who cares what you've done before? 
you're a piece of shit bottom of the ladder learn right so like when covid came along and 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 holy ramen had to close and 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 what one has to sort of like bear in mind is that like i've watched countless other takeaways uh use uber eats or whatever it is and and and, the, and these platform pla- sorry platforms and and they were everyone was doing great and 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 because I'm a dick. Like there was a resentment there. Like I'm like <laughs> yeah. mother. Like I wish, genuinely. Like I wish, the ramen takeaway took off, and I wish that we had a million uh, people on Uber Eats ordering our food. Right. So you take that into consideration. And when I was in my old flat in town, and I think I had twenty six pounds in my bank account something and I was like I genuinely have no idea how to do anything but you've got the followers no I didn't really I didn't have the account no though I had nothing compared to what I've got now oh okay okay so I sat around and I watched loads of 70s uh, uh, films and uh, I just was sad for for a while and then what I realized was I like genuinely missed cooking food for people so like as a real tiny aside as someone who wants attention all the time that's me being real I, well I mean like I'm, to the quiet. I'm having conversations I'm like I'm fucking in my 30s now and I, I wish I'd realised this in my 20s but uh, c'est la vie I, all I want really is attention and, and, and more specifically I want validation I want yeah. people to tell me I'm doing something good for them and cooking is one of the quickest ways of doing that so I was like right mother I can't fucking cook for people because my fucking shit's gone under and like I'm just sat in a flat and the rest of the world is not allowed to leave their flats (laughs) so what am I supposed to do I've got this black fucking box of wires you know so I I, I swear to you Steve I literally just leaned it up against a whatever in my kitchen and I, I remember the these I re- yes and yeah, I yeah, said yeah. I haven't got a restaurant like I don't fucking know how to do anything but what I can do if you can't buy food from me I'm going to tell you how you can do it at home yes. right so I'm like okay here's a ramen broth or here's a fried chicken the things that I love and then to this day I have no idea what happened in such a short amount of time but like Two months later, I've gone from 900 followers to 5,000 followers, whatever. And people are saying, and I love it still. And and you do have to cut me off because I've had a f- few beers. But, <laughs> you know, I still get now, like, people being like, right, I'm cooking my girlfriend a rump of lamb. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, please, and I will, all like, I don't care if you have 1,000, 4,000, or 900,000, like, you should have enough time to answer someone's question like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and it sort of went from there. And then people were like, okay, right, so I want to cook ribs, but I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, right, well, it takes me 32 seconds to tell you how to cook ribs. Shit, so there was like a lot of behind the scenes. A, a lot, a lot. So I mean, you always hear about lot. that like sort of one-to-one connection type shit where brands really come into their own. There was, um, shit, the name escapes me, but it was like a... The CEO of some Scandinavian airline wrote a book in the 90s called Moments of Truth and it basically relates to how um, 
as a business, if you want to reduce what the core of who you are and as a business, what you represent, there are moments when you get to step up to the plate, so to speak, and actually connect with a customer and right. really, really seal the deal on what you are as a business. Those moments Absolutely. where it's like you're putting yourself out there as the food brand. I know, I know what the shit is with this, this, this. People come at you with, Jan as you Carl say, Carlson? that's the one, Jan Carlson. I've got the book uh, in a corner somewhere over there. Um, and uh, yeah, it was essentially when you have those moments, when you have the opportunity essentially to connect one-to-one with a customer, those are the most invaluable moments because that person then, every time they cook that joint of meat, they're going to say, oh yeah, Holy Mountain, Harry hooked me up on that recipe. Dude, it's- and without sort of saying the absolute obvious, we're talking about a period of time where everybody had to stay in and everybody <laughs> thus was on their phones. Yes. So if some fucking John Smith 93 messages me and says, how do you make an omelette? Who the fuck am I? To not give him a minute and a half of my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we got nothing but time. Up just in this do show. this. Yeah, R- right, exactly. So, and that sort of happened, and it just got great. And and and, and I'm still like that now. I still every like I think every day, I get between five and fifteen DMs. That's fucking great from people. But this is but my my like my mo is not to like get nine million followers. No, yeah, yeah. at all. My mo is to make ends meet. <laughs> Absolutely, my mo is to make ends meet and to grow, cook great food for people. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing also, more you know, important got, to me. There's, there's the background shit of growing your shit as well. So. Um, sorry, yeah, 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 you're absolutely it's, it's, right. But you're it's something you don't right. want. You don't want to labour it, but it's always in the back of the mind. Dude, the day but, I fucking someone says, "Hey, man, like uh, my girlfriend's vegan," I just don't want to fucking do it. Like the day that I can't be asked to reply to him, like fuck me. Yeah. Like I'll just go and work in fucking the bank. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? People, like, are, we people have are reaching time. out to you. People are choosing to speak we have with you. Time yeah, yeah, yeah. To just yes. connect with people. Yes. Absolutely. And like, without sounding like a hippie, as someone who is in the last six months given up hard drugs, like, all we can be is available for other people who might need us. Yeah. That's all, like all we can be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, that that is some straight up like somebody that's lived a life type perspective. Everyone kind of has their own journey and it feels like you really do have those those moments where you realize the worth of those perspectives. It takes a lot. You have to go through a lot of shit to get there, it feels like. The worth of those perspectives. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a, a really beautiful way. <laughs> no, I'm being real. That was a really no, beautiful I, I sentiment. Too. That's all it that is. was a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, that's a, a, you said it better than I could. Who is that hat by, by the way? It's great up north. It's great up north. This is, it's the it's Mark, my friend Mark who used to run Chimp. I saw you posted it like what about a month ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, it, it's good for me because I'm not from the north. Where are you from? <laughs> If not the north, oh. <laughs> really? 
I'm from Lincolnshire, which is just like a load of That's... white fucking stupid racist idiots and farms. It's I remember crazy. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, the Liverpool thing threw me off. No, but I remember when I was in Brawlers and and we got sent loads of stuff for uh, Don't Mess with Yorkshire, and I, yeah. and I even I wore it, and it's great. And, yeah, and, I, love and I love that. I love yeah, the brand. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. the brand. But having said that, I think, uh, here we go. Represent. Oh, getting good. There was a point where I did honestly think like. That's quite aggressive for someone who's not. Friendly. I know, yeah, because you're going to go elsewhere and someone's going to fuck with you. Well, I, I, I was in Australia and some guy came up to me and was like, Yeah, fucking nice for me. I'm yeah, from Leeds as well. It's sick in that respect. It's sick in that respect. But then also there's the aspect of if you're going out, like I remember I, I had the, uh, the white uh, Don't Mess with the Yorkshire t shirt and wearing mm-hmm. it in Portugal and just chose to not wear it out so nice because I thought. I, I, you're I, just attracting attention then, perhaps. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't fuck with me. And, uh, do you know what? Some guy's going to have a drink and try to fuck with me. Right. So, I mean, I'm like really good at fighting. But having said that, <laughs> having brawlers. said that, you know, it's it wasn't just a silly you attract name. that kind of like, where are you from? Oh, I'm not from Leeds. Oh, why are you fucking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. what I like about this brand is that it's sort of emblemic, emblemic of how I feel. But we got way off topic there. Um, what's the move? You move to England and you save up money and you borrow money and you finally put a down payment on a little kiosk in Leeds Market. That's what I'm thinking about. And all you want to do is cook and it's in your heart and you're a good fucking chef and you're you and your wife and maybe your kids and okay, right, wonderful. We finally, we've got this premises of sorts in the in in the market and like I can I'm really good at cooking this and like let's fucking open and let's cook like we're open to the public and we're in Lee's Kirk Gay Market and let's just fucking feed the world because what I am doing is wonderful I'm really good at shawarma or I'm really good at fucking sashimi or I'm really good at fucking chicken wings who gives a shit and you're ready and you're willing to fucking go but what you can't do is get that PR is join that fucking gang because most people can't yeah yeah and what do those fucking guys do like in my experience of being someone who like goes back to what we were talking about earlier like I'm like I'm an edgy guy I'm like a punk rock guy (laughs) like I like to be in scenarios and situations that are a little off the beaten track I like to be in sort of gnarly scenarios you know yeah yeah Uh, uh, and there's nothing in the world I love more than food so I want to be in these situations where I'm like whoa okay so I go to Lee's Market and I go to Sweet Saida that's the one that's what I was thinking of and I walk past and the guy is like hey hey mate are you hungry I'm like actually fucking yeah I'm on my way to eat your greens aka the best rest- restaurant in my opinion in Lee's at the moment um I'm gonna to go to eat greens, but what you got? And he's like, "Well, um, I'm from Tunisia, and we do Tunisian food. And it's Sweet Saida is actually named after my mother. And uh, I'd love to cook some food for you." I'm like, okay, well, okay, great. Like, let's look at the menu. Everything's fucking three pounds. Like, who's gonna? What the? F-? And he put that food in front of me, and. It absolutely just just like ratatouille. I remember 
the first time I was in Mexico City and I was with Dinosaur Pileup and we were and, and, and Mike and Matt will li- hopefully listen to this and, and smile we went to Mexico City to, to do a tour and Mike the drummer from Dinosaur Pileup said I bet you ten dollars that you won't eat some food from that that lady in the corner and I looked over and there was a lady who looked 76,000 years old <laughs> and she had what, what what is our equivalent of a Wilco's disposable barbecue sat cross-legged on the floor in Mexico City in the middle of this fucking nightmare he said I bet you $10 you won't go and eat that Fucking you! I'll take ten dollars. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! I'll take down ten dollars. I mean, you know, it's like being on tour, especially on tour. Jesus right. Christ! On tour. Right. I'm like, okay, the fuck you. I've done for a quid on tour. Right. So it's my, Mike's like, yeah, go and do that. I go over. I say, hello. Like, you know, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just a stupid white English person, uh, person at this point, and she made me two times. Dude, I fucking. I sw- this is no bullshit. I love you. Like, we've known each other for 10 years. Like, I'm being real with you. I remember it like it was yesterday. She yeah. gave me a plate, shitty paper plate, two tacos, bit of paper underneath it. And I fucking ate this food. I swear to you, my whole life has changed. Yeah. Whole life. Like, you can get this on the street. Like, literally, this is fucked this is amazing the flavors here and but also the story i'm in mexico for the first time and there's an old woman it's she looks boarding, like it's she's gonna die fuck, isn't it dude 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. this is amazing i didn't know food could do that and in my tiny fucking bullshit idiot white overprivileged piece of shit way <laughs> would love love somebody else to feel like that yeah and basically what's the move and so and there are places there is a guy in the Lee's market right now who has fuck all but but a business turning up to the market every day slanging the finest food and doing dude he doesn't fucking know how to make a consomme he doesn't know how to make chicken wings. He knows how to make traditional Tunisian food like his mother used to make him. He named the restaurant after his mother. And if you give him three pounds fifty tomorrow, he will make it for you. And I, there is no fucking piece of my being that will that that feels like this is an exaggeration you bite into that thing and for half a second you're not in Leeds yeah and that has to be worth fighting for so basically what's the move is the the move to shine a spotlight on these I guess oh my god under the radar some guy who owns a fucking coffee shop who's got millions of pounds who goes fucking find some fucking bullshit pub that they've got million pounds Oh, let's just like open a fucking pasta restaurant and like spend millions of, like let's get millions of people to just eat this. That's great. That's totally great. But it's not real. Yeah. Like, if you look for it, there is some really, really authentic, amazing food that will, honestly, in in my opinion, 
at least for one second transport you out of where you are and that's the reason to cook and that's the reason to eat you're going into season two now is it season two okay what's the move was born out of like this just like let's just tell some people about these great places that maybe are a bit off the beaten track and I think I honestly think I stand by the fact that every um, eatery that we've covered has either no Instagram or <laughs> an Instagram with 43 people in it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame that Instagram is a benchmark of, of things, but it, it is what it, it is. It is what it is, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, and then I got approached by some producers and some like some guy from Munchies got in touch, which was super, oh, super humbling. Yeah, super Jesus. And I can't talk totally a lot about that stuff, but there's a little bit more backing now and there's a little bit more sort of seriousness involved. Oh, and, um, and the general consensus was that if you tell people that you can get on a £2.50 train for three minutes... You can really be opened up to this unbelievable experience, and and dude, fuck me, that I, oh, it makes me want to smash this fucking house up. <laughs> there are places ten minutes away from here that are that's everything that we think we want when we watch a munchies. Yeah. Fuck, that's delicious. Yeah, yeah. We go to Huddersfield. We go to Bradford. Like. Oh, I can feel myself getting riled up and I'm trying to calm myself <laughs> down. Dude, if someone says to me, like, oh, okay, like, the guys from this evening were like, hey, where's a good place to eat? And I told them to eat at Eat Your Greens because right now, Eat Your Greens is Serving sexy. out of Crowd of Favours, is it? Just around the corner. Just around the oh, corner. Oh, they got their own spot now? Yeah, yeah, just oh, around the corner. because they were out of Crowd of Favours yeah. for a while, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're also doing they're doing something with uh, the real junk food project coming up this next week. Oh really? I think yeah, I've done e that. Eat your greens. They're doing a it's it's like a spread of events across Leeds. Loads of different high right, that club. Sounds and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good dudes. Yeah, fantastic. Like hundred percent. Um, but whenever anyone says like, "Hey, I'm going to Leeds. Like, where's a good place to eat?" There are five places I could tell you, but what would be really fun and really interesting and like, forgive me, but the way I've, like the thing that always, like I always lean back on this, this thing. When you sit around a table full of people, friends, family, whatever, like you wanna have the best stories. We're humans. We we gravitate towards yeah, that yeah. need, right? Yeah. And so if, if if I can tell, like, oh yeah, just get on this train. It's five minutes. Get off the train station, cross the road, go down this road, and you will find food that is like worth telling that story. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not that there isn't anything like that in Leeds, but I feel like it was sort of done in the first series. So the second series is like, get on a train. Go to Bradford. You want a curry? Oh you, fuck it! No, no, you haven't had yeah. a you haven't had a curry. Jesus you Christ! You, you got to go to Bradford. You haven't had a curry. Yeah. You literally yeah. haven't yeah. had a curry. Yeah. 
I you was, haven't had a curry. I was so blessed when I first kind of came to Leeds and the uh, the one in twelve club. Obviously, I was back and forth across to Bradford like a motherfucker. And it we was, come from the same yeah, uh, DIY punk rock yeah, yeah, yeah. ethos. And it was like there was so many times when it was like after the one in twelve gig, you go to the you go to the whatever the curry houses, uh, the one with flavor of the moment. Yeah. And yeah, you get the fucking bangingest curry that you've ever fucking had. It's, Dude, the first fucking. Fuck me. The first time I went to Bradford and I remember, bless him, Marco, who owns um, Mundabust, who I'm lucky enough to call a friend, was like, go to Bradford, go to this curry house. And it, I, I, I went there and there was like six people in there and they literally all look like homeless people. And like the fucking ceiling is falling off, and there's wires coming down, like probably probably live wires <laughs> falling down. There's no obviously there's no booze. It's just like it, it, it's it's a fucking shitty yeah room. It's basically a dive bar of a curry house. And I went in. I was like, what the fuck? Are we, are we even got? Hang on, I'm just like getting my phone. Like, we even got the right place. Sultans, and the, I hope there will be at least a hundred people going. Man knows. Sultans. <laughs> okay. Only taxi drivers. And I fucking ate the curry. And I had a few things because I'm a big boy and I, I order big when I when I eat out. I honestly couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe that in my thirty something years of being a professional chef at such a high level, I'd never had this like sensation. And it doesn't cost £115 for six courses in a <laughs> yeah. Michelin. Yeah. It, you can fucking get on a train and it costs you £6. Yes. Like, I, I couldn't believe... And it reminded me of, like, the ho whole fucking reason why I love this well, shit. Well, it's making food the event. It's like, it's not a case of just the functionality of, oh, we'll go there because it's the convenient restaurant spot. It's... Right, we're going to actually make an effort here, and it's an exactly, yeah, yeah. Tonight, and it is an adventure. Meal. Yeah, yeah, it is an adventure because it's meal. not fucking like silver service. It's not the things that one might associate with a high-level dining experience. For one of a better expression, <laughs> you go fucking. There's, there's fucking no airs and graces, there's, and the yeah, light's too yeah, bright, yeah. and you're in fucking Bradford. Unbelievable, and 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 without gushing too much about Sultans in Bradford, please, if fucking anyone, anyone listens to this and thinks that they like curry. There we go. That's the like a, the recommendation for the curry spot of Yorkshire. It's literally the best curry I've ever had in my life. Is it relatively close to the train station? Like fucking, it's Bradford. It's like four pounds taxi. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sultans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Um. So to answer your question, I'm like, I did not realize so many people would get behind What's the Move Series 1, and I am really, I feel really lucky and really appreciative of people getting behind it, and it still gets all these wild shares, and, and people still get in touch. That is insane to me. So for the second series, it has to be just like that one next echelon. Yes, not Chuck. Further out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we... Who the fucking? I'm not even going to mention the name. Who the fucking thought that 
that there was a family-run, family-run homemade ice cream company in Huddersfield. Okay. The most beautiful, warming people you've ever you walk, and they make and they're like, oh, please try. Do you want to try this? I'm like, we're, we're I can, <laughs> I can, I so can the feel spot, myself getting the spotlight really, needs to be the spotlight needs to be thrown, is what you're saying. Well, we. I, oh, oh, sorry. I, I, the the spotlight needs to be shone on these people because they're good people and they're making good food. But also, like, this desire to be part of something that we associate with only being out of our reach, which is watching Footless Delicious and watching Action Bronson and yeah, yeah. and Matty Matheson go to these it weird... Is, lo- they're they're, they're mean, here. All, they're yeah. fucking here. What's the, uh, the sushi film? Jiro Dreams oh, of Sushi? Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. And it's, God. So, yeah, so it's like that is... The entire premise is that it is just this small, unassuming spot. You would not think that this is literally... It's in know, a subway or something, right? Yeah, if I remember you know, it right was there. in like a shopping centre. It was like, just right. a, yeah, just a really anonymous small spot and it's you wouldn't know to go there and there are so many of those spots across Leeds it's um, oh my god absolutely how many people know that the Guardian two years ago said that the best sushi restaurant in England is on Meanwood Road where the fuck is that Anamatsuri yeah oh okay like it's expensive and that's a whole other conversation but like yeah 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 if it's worth the money though yeah. It's there. It's it's there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let's let's it's, go. Yeah, let's yeah. just for one night only, let's not go to Nando's. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's all my MO. Let's experience greatness. All of my MO is yeah, just like yeah, see yeah. past this shitty fucking decor and like in some cases, especially with East Asian food, see through the shitty service. <laughs> And that literally, that's Christ. a whole other thing. I, like I, that's not my place. To... I love it. I, I <laughs> it's it's almost like it's it's. Uh, I I don't even like, want it. Yeah, yeah. Just accept you, the you, fact you, that you're gonna get talked to like a piece of shit. Yeah, they're gonna just lean over you as they put the food down on the table, and it's. I, I don't give a fuck. It's uh, no, nice dude. It's all part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is what it is. Which brings us to secret forest cookout. What the hell is this? Really simple. Uh, 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 yeah, so um, I'm really good friends with my friend, my friend Rudy, who works for um, Man Behind the Curtain, oh, which wow. is a, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. a very well-known restaurant. He's a good guy. And we used to live, we would have lived next door to each other if it wasn't for a patch of grass. <laughs> so I lived at the end of this little terrace, and he lived at the beginning of this other little terrace. And in between... There was a patch of grass and we went for a walk um, one time. He's a really good friend of mine. I love him a lot. Shout out, Rudy. Um, and we were talking about like how cooking over fire differs to not cooking over fire, a load of boring bullshit. And um, anyway, long story short, he was part of um, what's the way so there was a sort of collective, collective of people who who looked after this patch of grass this is a this is a patch of right yeah. so there's a patch of grass between our houses and he ended up 
ended up doing some sort of research and, and it's a council owned patch of grass sorry and um, the point of it is that it, it, it's trying to get people in the neighborhood to grow their own vegetables okay that's the nature of the, of it now I don't want to disrespect anyone listening but like it had just turned into young people getting stoned okay Right, and that's all right. Yeah, no bad. That's all right, hundred percent. But there was this beautiful piece of of grass with a fire pit and everything. It was and beautiful like uh, vegetable patches that most people weren't using and blah blah. And um, and we got in touch and we said, listen, we you know we want to cook some food and it's going to be a a sort of uh, it's not going to be rowdy like open-ended invite to anyone it was going to, be, going to be 20 people 30 people 40 people it got it got way more popular the more we did it but um and we it was just our chance to cook food over Wait, fire. Can I just 20 sure. 30 i from the pictures i saw from what you put online it only ever looked like i would have said it was 10 15 so it really was just it a, was it 40, big. 40, yeah, yeah, 40, yeah. 40 people nice yeah 40 it, people it, it, that, al- that element with social really... distancing as well yeah, we had to take that yeah, into consideration yeah, yeah. but no the, the the scale of it wasn't conveyed within the posts that you'd put out there so it's it's crazy to hear it got <laughs> to that size but it also well, interesting I... you should say that because like that's the uh that's what we all want when we go for dinner right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're so attracted to places of... that are busy, but we also are attracted to places that make us feel like it's exactly, just yeah, yeah. You're our not, and our partner. You're not overwhelmed by right. The, yeah, yeah. It was exactly that. So we just said, "Let's." I mean, it really was just that simple. It's just like, okay, right. Well, you sent an email, and they said it's okay. What should we do? And I, I'm now even struggling to remember the first event we did. We did six. Wow. And they all sold out within half an hour or an hour. <laughs> because people, it was yeah, lockdown. Yeah. You know, people wanted yes, to do something. Absolutely, and they yeah. wanted to do it. They wanted to do it safely. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, outdoors, it's perfect. Right, and they were it's trusted because I'm a fantastic chef, and it was just good. You know, it was good for everyone. It was, it was. We weren't trying to make fucking shitloads of money. It was just like it was an event. Right, you I do rang anything. my friend Liam um, from Tarbots, the only. The only fishmongers that you should be using uh, <laughs> in, in Leeds. And I said, look, I've, we're going to do this. And he said, right, cool. Well, you know, I'm behind. And he got behind it, which was fantastic. And we cooked mainly fish okay, over fire, which in my opinion is one of the best sort of, yeah, yeah. Most like, you know, what's the, you know, uh, authentic it just has like a big effect on people oh okay yeah 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 I've never experienced that so I I couldn't speak to dude it was the best it was the best and and then I'm like okay fuck we need booze obviously people need booze so Um, Natty Wine what the fuck is this thing oh my god so I I, I, we've I've always championed Friends of Ham I think that it's overlooked sometimes because it's a big indie but I actually don't think that that um I don't think that that dilutes the quality of service and no, drinks. No, Jesus, massive it, It's a fantastic place. It's a great... Fantastic every time I've been place. there, it's a fantastic experience. Oh, the, the, the fucking staff there are amazing. The yeah. drinks and the food's amazing. Utterly top level. I couldn't agree more. And I, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a friend, Matty Kingham, who's the sommelier there, there. And I rang him and I said, look, I'm thinking about doing this like 
you're gonna think I'm a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> we're gonna cook some fish over fire. There's no electricity. We're in a field. We've sold thirty tickets. Please, can you bring some wine? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I'm gonna bring some natural wine, and it's something I'm really passionate about. And we were like, Okay, yeah, cool. Like bring a couple bottles, but just figure out what we're doing. And he turns up, and he's got an igloo and ice. And he is talking, he's going around all the customers like, okay, so this is the terrar of the farm that the grapes were growing. And he's a me- I, 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 I love, I love that man so much. He make, I think I know a lot about food and, and he makes me feel like an idiot, a child. And, and he, he so, so then all of a sudden he's like, right, okay, so the next one, we're going to match the food with the wine and we're going to do this thing and and like yes well I'm, I'm i couldn't be more proud of what what we did we did as i said maybe eight events yeah. over the summer and uh, and for me um a few people have got in contact in the last few weeks saying like do you want to take this to a higher maybe more um wow. festival type no, not for me. No. I don't want it. But like a standard. It was a, it, for me, like, and it goes, it goes back to. I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. Just like it was a time and a place. That get, was then. Yes. Okay. Cool. And it was born out of like people not being able to go to restaurants. And it was born out of our passion. Also, though, interestingly, some things just don't scale up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Passion sometimes doesn't scale up. Effort, you know. It's... I could not agree more. Yeah. I mean, again, a, a, a company got in touch recently huge huge company saying like we we want to take what you're doing to a bigger audience to audience and i was like I, I i literally said this on an email i was like i didn't invent open fire cooking in this <laughs> like it's not it's not mine it's yeah whatever yeah, you yeah. want to but like for me i had six weeks of like beautiful experience and people and like people like you'd have a couple who were in their 50s and a couple who were in their 20s sat next to each other sharing what like being fr- and then like I'm addicted to Instagram like and then I'd see like their friends now and they're posting <laughs> yeah. on each other oh shit do you know what I mean and they're yeah. like oh my god yeah like and and like I feel so proud to have like created yeah, this yeah, yeah. little thing and exactly how people say like oh my god you did brawlers and then you just quit or other bands and other um you know musical endeavors and stuff where i just do something with all of my might and then one day i'm over it yeah because the legacy is better that way absolutely for me and i'm not saying i'm right yeah like what like stand we're gonna go keep going without ben it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same Dude, don't don't bring emotion into me, Jesus. Dude, Christ. but that was my, that's that's my upbringing of hardcore. Like I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was opening up for Stand yeah. in Grimsby for years yeah. in Stabs and Autumn and in 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 hardcore. Like, and I've seen it, and that and that's like hardcore punk rock. Like, still, do you know what I mean? Like, it still tells me how I'm supposed to do stuff. Yeah, sorry, just having a moment. No, no. Good yeah. because it's good, like be in that moment. Yeah, Ben. Ben is yeah. A hundred percent. We'll drink to that. He was a fucking good dude. Solid. Amazing band. Fuck yeah. And, and and the way you do things and the way you conduct yourself in 
hardcore and in DIY and punk rock like still resonates As to I me said, now it will always carry over 100% like right. if it's not right then if it's diluted to any point it's not worth doing Fuck just it. fucking do something else right let's let's round this out with three top eating spots in Leeds E Greens Stutzy my restaurant that I'm opening next week we'll get to that in a second Stutzy Italian place in Meanwood yeah. yeah there we go it's called, it's called Harrogate and in Leeds City Centre now but um, yeah, probably moved around. Yeah, it's just these, yeah. It's like if you eat there. Oh, Stuzzies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they got the, the, the pig. The pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Opposite oh, okay. Santiago's. And what the fuck? What you're opening a spot? A week on Saturday. A week on Saturday. Where are you located? Above Watermark. I have my own. Love is a diner from hell. Bukowski reference. Yes. Yeah, like modern American small plate. Dining, food, good gear. Before we get back into this, okay. quickly, Eat Greens, where are they based at the moment? Opposite the Leeds train station, bottom of Kirkgate, next to oh, Outlaws Yacht Club. Oh, okay, yes, cool. So, yeah, wow. You're opening a spot. Have you got a name? Going under Holy Mountain? Just Holy Mountain. Holy yeah. Mountain, above Watermark, mm -hmm. which takes me nicely into the next spot, three top drinking spots in Leeds. Watermark's obviously going to be in there. Walmart has the best Guinness in Leeds. Friends Who's of Ham. The um... Sam. Mm, love that guy. Yeah. I don't know him, but I, I just <laughs> I love his energy. He's my best friend. He's, he's the a best fucking guy. dude. Yeah, he's the yeah. Best it was guy. like because I've seen him obviously online for um, seeing what you've been doing the past year. I went in there recently and I felt like I knew him. It was that's creepy. The, that's a key to a good yeah, cruiser, yeah. I think you know. Yeah. Um, to drink for me. Um, if I want a cocktail, it's Watermark. If I want wine, it's Friends of Ham. I love wine. And if I want a pint, it's the Templar. Oh, okay. You know the place I mean? I know the place you mean. At the bottom of the arcade. Yeah, yeah right the next, next door to... Uh, That's my favourite straight up and down boozer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. great up and down boozer. Yeah. I reckon we should wrap it up there. Here's to you, man. Thank you so much for having me. And you. I Harry, appreciate that a lot. Holy Mountain, thanks for coming down. I really down. enjoyed chatting. Thank you. As a motherfucker. Let's peace out there. Parade of Grafters.